You know when you haven't watched something in such a long time, then you finally rewatch it after maybe months and months, maybe even years, and it's so good, and you wonder why you departed from that particular show, movie, or whatever you're watching? That's how I feel about Vanderpump Rules. I haven't watched it in so long. I was a huge fan of seasons one, two, and three, and then I sort of fell off the wagon because, you know, there was just, I was inundated with so much, and then I always thought to myself, there's too much, there's sometimes too much of a good thing, and I felt that with Vanderpump Rules. Um, in its eight seasons, but of course I still love it. But um, that, to me, will forevermore be one of the greatest reality shows, I think, of all time. Um, up there with Real Housewives of Atlanta and Beverly Hills. Uh, obviously, Birth from Bravo, and of course one of the greatest theme songs, too. But um, the reason why I chose to start this uh, Wednesday's episode off with that particular opening number... Uh, happy hump day, everyone. Um, it's because our first story has to do with Vanderpump Rules, which I love talking about because I love the gang. So that's thrilling. But hi, everybody. I'm Andrew DeVitri, the mistress of pop culture, bringing you all things pop culture on this lovely Wednesday morning hump day. <laughs> love hump day. I hope you're all having a fabulous week. Um, I am having a great week. Thanks so much for asking. I am um, living because I'm um, really excited. Well, it's actually, it's a, it's a very bittersweet week for me because I'm, pre- I'm all moved into my new place, my house, which is really exciting that I bought a couple months ago, and I am moving out of my apartment that I've rented for three years now, um, officially tomorrow I handed my keys, which is really sad because the particular unit I was in, I spent all of quarantine there, so it's definitely something that holds a lot of sentiment to me, um, I, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I'm a homebody by nature, but I spent even more time there than usual this past year, it was uh, sort of my quarantine bubble. And I'm really sad to be leaving it because, you know, I have so many memories there and I love it so, so, so much. But you know what's really funny? And this might be just me, but I'm sure there's other people about, other people out there who are like this too. When you, whenever you move all your furniture out of a space and there's so much echo, I'm like one of those people who just literally loves to sing when I'm in the shower, when I'm driving, and when I'm in my apartment. But my new place, it can't really be too loud because it's a, you know, it's a smaller building than where I'm, I was renting. And obviously, like, the walls are thinner. So, all my furniture, when all my furniture was officially, like, gone today, I was there, I was, like, seeing at the top of my lungs, Phantom of the Opera. It was really funny because there was an echo and it sounded really fabulous. And I was like, should I record myself saying this? And I was like, no way. Uh, but maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm just weird and quirky. But, you know, that's what makes us all unique. But aside from that, that's pretty much all I have going on. Um... And I think, I, I, I think, uh, I think we're just gonna get into our, uh, stories of the day. I have one, two, three, four, five, six stories for you today. Whoa, how generous! <laughs> um, obviously, uh, our first story is from E! News, and the reason why I started today's episode off with a theme song from Vanderpump Rules is because Vanderpump Rules' Brittany Cartwright gives birth, welcomes first baby with, um, original cast member and forever icon, Jax Taylor, which is such fabulous news, um... Brittany Cartwright and Jax Taylor are officially parents. The former Vanderpump Rules cast members who announced their exit from the Bravo show in December just welcomed their first baby. The couple shared the news to Instagram on Tuesday, April 13th. Quote, yesterday, April 12th at 1.51 p.m., our lives changed forever in the absolute best way possible. Brittany shared our beautiful son, Cruz Michael Cauchy, C-A-U-C-H-I, was born and we have never been more in love. He is the most precious gift, and I am so blessed to be his mommy. We are so happy. He is a dream come true. Both mommy and uh, baby are doing great. What about Jax? Um, 
Uh, Jax praised Britney and Baby Cruz in an Instagram post of his own, which read, quote, I don't think I've ever been as happy as I am right now. Everything else in life seems so insignificant now. I am crying just writing this message. I have the most beautiful son a man could ask for. He's an absolute blessing from God. Um, I just want to say how absolutely amazing my wife has been through this whole process. He continued, it's not been an easy pregnancy for her, but she did an absolute amazing job all the way till the end. Since announcing her pregnancy in September, Brittany has documented her journey on social media. That meant both the highs and lows. After haters criticized her changing body, she took Instagram to celebrate her figure. Yes, Queen, yes. Um, fabulous. And there's a beautiful photo that Inu has provided of them kissing the baby, which is just the most glorious thing ever. It's like baby fever. Stassi, Jax, Lala. I feel like I just talked about somebody else that had a baby. Oh, Ashley Tisdale and... Um, oh, Brenda Song. Fabulous. I love it. Baby fever. Uh, I guess, you know, 2020 brought out, you know, the baby fever people because everybody was home. Everybody just wanted to procreate, which is fabulous. I mean, I myself um, don't want a baby, but I literally love it when other people are having them. So I vicariously can like pretend I have one through somebody else and just love it and smooch it and kiss it. Such fabulous news. Congratulations to this iconic couple. And um, I'm, I'm thinking that Lala... Stassi, Jax. Is there anybody else in the Vanderpump Rules cast that's pregnant? I'm not quite sure, but if, I, if I'm missing anyone, then I apologize. I pretty much think that there needs to be a reality show focused on the fact that these guys, the OGs of the show, are all parents, proud parents. And I, that would be a show I would watch, because I know pretty much Vanderpump Rules is probably, like, over, in my opinion, because considering the fact that Stassi's gone, Kristen's gone, and Jax is gone, and they're pretty much the show, in my opinion. I mean, this new generation of waiters and whatnot, waiters and waitresses, I don't really care for. But that's just me. Um, and I hold, you know, a lot of, um, you know, nostalgia with the OGs of the cast. So, I don't know. But we'll see. Um, love it, though. Congratulations. I am so happy to hear that they're all happy and healthy. That is obviously the most important thing. Um, so, congratulations to our families. Now, our second story of the day I had here pulled up on TMZ. I'm going to reload it right now because um, it's pretty scandalous. But it's actually somebody I literally don't think I've ever talked... Oh, I've talked about him once last year in 2020 with regards to him and his fabulous wife, Rita Wilson, contracting COVID when they are overseas, I think, in Australia. But this has to do with not Tom Hanks or his fabulous wife, Rita, but their offspring, Chet Hanks. Now, Chet Hanks is a bit of a controversial social media kind of guy, very good-looking man, but he's, um, you know, definitely uh, outlandish and, and uh, a bit of a unique individual. I don't know too much about him, but I do know about their son, Colin Hanks, because he's in one of my all-time favorite films, House Bunny with Anna Faris, Emma Stone, Kat Dennings, Catherine McPhee, one of the greatest films of all time, in my not-so-humble opinion. I mean, it's crazy, but Anna Faris is like a queen of all queens. But anyways, um, Chet Hanks is in a little bit of hot water here, and I'm going to read you the story, because it's fabulous, and it's from TMZ, and I love TMZ. Um, okay, let's read, shall we? This is again from TMZ. Chet Hanks' ex sues for one million. You abuse me, my goodness. Chet Hanks' ex-girlfriend is now suing him over their volatile relationship, which recently came to a bloody ending, and she's claiming he's the one who abused her while they were together. According to new legal docs, Chet's ex, Kiana Parker, is suing him in Texas for a million buckaroos. She alleges he roughed her up on multiple occasions between October 2020 and January 2021. In the lawsuit obtained by TMZ, Kiana details an alleged incident TMZ first reported last month. She claims it happened in October 2020 in New Orleans, where Chet was shooting... Uh, Your Honor. Um, she claims he became enraged when she told him she was leaving their room at Windsor Court Hotel, grabbing her by the wrists and arms and pushing her around the room, knocking over tables. Oh my goodness. By the way, I'll put a trigger warning on this. Um, as we told you, Kiana also claims Chet told her no one would believe her because he was, quote, Chet Hanks. Ugh. And he was, and she was, quote, and again, this is from the article. This is not my words. Just a ghetto black 
B. I'm not even going to say the word. In the docs, Kiana claims Chet threatened to kill her in a murder-suicide the month after the alleged New Orleans incident, threatening her while her twins were inside his Sugarland, Texas home. Oh my goodness. TMZ broke the story. Chet and Kiana had a violent altercation on video back in January 8th, with both of them hurling allegations of violence and footage of a bloodied hangs. In the suit, Kiana claims Chet was extremely aggressive, while she was moving her stuff out of his home that day, alleging he came after her with a knife and claiming she swung a pot at his head in self-defense, Kiana first raised many of these allegations when she got a temporary restraining order against Chet in January. Chet denied her claims and fired up a lawsuit against her for assault and battery and claimed she stole money from him. Chet's attorney, Marty Singer, who is also Kim Kardashian's attorney, is a big attorney, tells TMZ, quote, We consider the claims filed by Kiana Parker to be a shakedown. The lawsuit filed by Ms. Parker is in response to the lawsuit filed by Chet Hanks against Ms. Parker on March 4th, 2021. Singer believes the video of their kitchen altercation tells the, quote, undisputed truth about their relationship and adds, quote, her claims are completely false fabricated and fictional um okay well first and foremost i is a bad situation all around of course uh from my understanding uh, life experience couples fight and everybody has different ways of coping with fights i mean obviously this is on a different scale because Chet hanks is the offspring of a very very famous actor who's very very well off and i'm sure the partner of any child of a celebrity is well aware of the fact that they come from a background of uh, privilege. But, you know, I always say there's three sides to every story. It's party A, party B, and then the truth. Um, and the truth, whatever it may be. So, I mean, I, unfortunately, I can't really give many thoughts about this, but it, it's just, it's a, it's a very unfortunate situation. And um, I know fighting can become violent between anyone, friends, partners, and it's, um, it ain't good. So I hope that that all gets resolved, you know, for, for their sake. Um, okay, and now we bring us to our third story of the day from page six. Um, Bethany Frankel says, Rahoni, Real Housewives of New York, became, quote, became not who I really was anymore. Interesting. Um, Bethany Frankel continues to perform public autopsy of her time. Oh, that's funny. Uh, autopsies of her time on Real Housewives of New York. This week, telling Paris Hilton that, quote, it became not who I really was anymore. It's just not what I wanted to be doing anymore. Frankel delivered... I'm sorry. Frankel delved a bit deeper after that confusingly tense phrase telling Hilton, quote... I'm sorry. Telling Hilton on the latest This Is Paris podcast that, quote, I didn't want to be arguing about things that didn't really matter anymore. It's changed. I was there in the beginning when it was something that none of us really even knew what it was. And now it's something that people have a preconceived notion about and it... about it and they know what's going to happen. I totally get what she's saying. Continuing, quote, I mean, how many charity events can we go to? She continued, how many friends can we not support on vacations and how much drama do we want to avoid and then go right into the drama on the vacation? So the time had come. Frankel says that she joined the show because she was broke and didn't have anything to lose and was offered enough dough by Bravo to return for the seventh season of Rahoney after temporarily exiting in 2013, obviously to go to her uh, talk show, Bethany. Um, journey back to the days of 2019 with us as we... Oh, this is just the article. Um, yeah, I totally understand that Bethany is one of the OGs, and she was there at the beginning. And I mean, Bethany's one of those few housewives, um, you know, Lisa Vanderpump also, who can leave the show, Adrian Maloof as well, who can leave the show and be financially totally fine. Um, she doesn't need the show as much as the show needs her, for sure. But... Um, I totally understand it. I mean, her time, she doesn't need the show. She's bigger and better things. She's producing. She has more creative, more creative control and power, which I'm sure is appealing to anyone who, you know, was uh, once on a reality show and didn't have any 
you know, creative control or over the edit with the, with the exception of the Kardashians. But, um, yeah, um, I love though, because Bethany is friends with Kyle and obviously Kyle is Paris's aunt. I love these Hollywood connections. I live for it. But I'd love to see that Paris is having a successful podcast. and love to see Bethany making the podcast circuit. Love to see it. Okay. Uh, fourth story of the day is a bit of a follow-up from what I one of the stories I talked about yesterday. This is also from page six. Shonda Rhimes addresses Roger Jean Paget's Bridgerton exit. I know I'm butchering that name, but I don't really care because he's fabulous. And she's fabulous. They love me some Shonda Rhimes. Shonda Rhimes doesn't see what the big deal over Roger's... Uh, Bridgerton exit is, saying in a new interview she's shocked by the fan response over the news. In a new interview with Vanity Fair, published Tuesday, Rhymes addressed the actor's recent departure from the show for the first time. Quote, Usually that happens when I've killed somebody off that's been around for a while, she said of the internet's dramatic response, adding, quote, We didn't kill him. He's still alive. Sensational character deaths are the hallmark of Rhymes' television from Grey's Anatomy to Scandal and, of course, How to Get Away with Murder, one of my favorites, of course, with Annalise Keating, Queen, played by Viola Davis. Um, Rhymes, 51, was also keen to reaffirm that Page's exit, Page Page, after the first season of the show, was in place from the beginning. Quote, that was the plan. Come and do one season as the Duke. She said, anything else that was extra and wasn't really the plan when we started wasn't the plan when we finished. In aside, in an aside, Vanity Fair noted Rhymes 51 later clarified that Page was invited to return for season two, cameos along with a few other season one characters outside the Bridgerton family. Quote, there's a lot of fantastically interesting talk that's been going on, she added vaguely, mainly because I think people are having a hard time letting go. Um, blah, 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 blah. The article goes on to reiterate what I talked about. Yeah! Hey, there we go! Straight from the straight from the mouth of the creator, um, or producer, whatever she's at the show. But, I, I, yeah, the media sensationalizes things, but I get it. I get the fandom. It's like on Game of Thrones when Ned Stark was killed off after season one after ten episodes, everybody was, like, in an uproar. At still at season eight. I mean, I still was like, no! The only character who I like wasn't so sad that was gone was Joffrey because he was so evil. But, I mean, he was so good at that role. It's Joffrey Baratheon. Oh, love it. Well, Joffrey Lannister, but Joffrey Baratheon because... Well, he was technically a Lannister because he was the son of... He was the illegitimate son of... Um, you know what I'm talking about. But anyways, uh, I'm glad that Shonda Rhimes is clarifying that because, you know, the fandom is real. But I totally get it because I'm a fandom of many, many things like Marvel, you know... Gossip Girl, all the shows that I love, which I said many times. Okay. Oh my god, you guys. Oh no. <gasps> oh my computer just died. <laughs> oh man. You know what? That's okay. Because I am equipped, I am an improviser, and um I'm going to pull up the story on my phone because <laughs> that's what I was do, baby. Okay. I hope I remember what stories I pulled up. Okay, our fifth story. Uh, let's see if I remember it. Oh, okay, here, here's what it was. This is from People. Queen Elizabeth attends first. That was a really good save. I'm patting myself on the back virtually. Well, not virtually. It's virtual for you. For me, it's not. Queen Elizabeth attends first royal duty since Prince Philip's passing. Um, and she looks literally like a queen. Queen Elizabeth attended her first royal engagement since Prince Philip's passing passing at the age of 99 the monarch who turns 95 this month a yes queen hosted a retirement ceremony tuesday at windsor castle in honor of earl peel who stepped down as lord chamberlain a week before prince philip passed according to the court ca- the court circular Ooh, i want to get my hands on a court circular and see what like all the scheduling is on the royals love it um quote the earl ha- the earl peel this literally sounds like something from um what's the show called not bridgerton 
Oh, Downton Abbey. Love it. The Earl Peel had an audience of the Queen today, delivered up at his wand and insignia office as Lord Chamberlain and the badge of Chancellor of the Royal Vatican or Victorian Order, and took leave upon relinquishing his appointment as Lord Chamberlain when Her Majesty invested him with the Royal Victorian Chain, the court circular said in a statement obtained by BBC. Okay, literally, I'm living for this uh, vocabulary, this vernacular, this verbiage of these royals. Like, they talk like they're not even in our century. I live for it because meanwhile, I can barely speak English. Meanwhile, these lords and ladies, I can't even handle it. I just know that where I'm going to learn about all this, I'm sure, is the Quran, which is where I am living for it. Um, especially Imelda Santon playing the next iteration of the Queenie Queen. Um, Peel's duties are being taken over by former M... One five spy, Baron Andrew Parker. I wish I was a Baron or a Baroness. I love it. Uh, prior to Peel's retirement after 14 years in Lord Chamberlain's position, he was overseeing the Duke of, the, the Duke of Edinburgh's funeral proceedings. The funeral will be at St. George's Chapel at Windsor Castle at 3 p.m. UK time, 10 a.m. Eastern time, and will be broadcast live. The first details were confirmed at a briefing held by palace officials on Saturday. Well, um, as devastating as this time is for our Queen... Queen Elizabeth, I, I'm glad to see that she's out, that she's able to go attend her duties. I mean, she really is a vessel of um, dedication and commitment and really, uh, oh, there's a word, loyalty to her job. That's why I think William's going to make a great king, because he's so committed to the crown and the monarchy. And the fact that her husband just passed and she's literally doing her job, yeah, she's a queen. I mean, I would be in bed crying. I just, I have so much admiration for her. She's literally everything. And, um, you know, I I love her. I mean, I, like, literally want to mirror and give her a hug and be like, yeah, queen. Um, no. Okay, uh, there was another story I had pulled up here about Queenie Queen. So let me see if I can pull it up here. Um, I don't know where it went. Um, you know, what essentially what the story was saying is that she isn't surprised that Megan can't make it. Because of uh, her pregnancy. Oh, here it is. Queen Elizabeth understands why Meghan Markle can't travel at the moment, source says. Um, this is also from People. While Prince Harry flew back to the UK on Sunday to quarantine ahead of his grandfather Prince Philip's funeral next weekend, his wife Meghan Markle stayed behind. I wonder if he's uh, vaccinated. Because if he is, he can not quarantine. But I know maybe the protocols are different overseas. The Duchess of Sussex, also I wonder if he took first class or a private jet. He had to have taken a private jet. I'm sure he took over his jet. Um, the Duchess of Sussex, who is expecting your couple's second child, a girl, quote, has been advised by her official not to I'm sorry, has been advised by her physician not to travel, the palace spokesperson said, and remains in California with her son Archie, who turns two in May. Um, it was always a given that Harry would return to England for his grandfather's passing, a California source tells People, adding that after Philip's passing, both Meghan and Harry, quote, were in contact with the Queen. Meghan expressed condolences. The Queen understands why she can't travel at the moment. The source adds, Harry is currently isolating at his and Meghan's Windsor home, Frogmore Cottage, ahead of Saturday's funeral service at St. George's Chapel at Windsor Castle. Of course, the queen understands why her her uh, uh, gr- mm, mm, grand grandson's wife. What would that make her in the lineage? I don't even know. Um, can't make it because she's pregnant. The queen is a very rational woman. I'm sure you know she's got her head on straight. It was other people, you know, who probably were like meh. Um, 
love to see it and love that she's understanding about it because as she should. But she's probably very preoccupied with her own emotions and whatnot, as she should be because it's a very trying time for her. And she needs to just relax and enjoy her fabulous jewels, as I would. Okay, everybody, thank you so much for tuning into the Mistress Pop Culture Podcast. I am so grateful. You can stream my podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, CastBox Radio, if I could even speak, iTunes, if I can up on the iPhone, basically anywhere where podcasts stream. Have a happy hump day. Wear some pink. If you don't want to wear pink, watch Mean Girls. If you don't want to watch Mean Girls, then listen to my podcast. I have almost 400 episodes of I can't even believe it. It's just marvelous. All right, everybody, thank you so much. Be safe, be kind, get vaccinated, wear your masks, wash your hands, take care. Love you all. Good night. Well, actually, good morning, but I'm recording this tonight for me because you know how I work. All right, everybody. Bye-bye.